Hey, I am so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Speak On That with Joe Patterson, and I am your host, Joe Patterson. This week, we have with us, well, the former CEO of Potluck Film Productions, but she's still in the writing and film industry, as well as directing. And I'm so excited to have Gabrielle Beasley here with me today. You're going to enjoy this podcast. So grab a seat, get something really nice to sip on, kick back, and enjoy the show. And hey, consider becoming a patron today. Go to patreon.com forward slash speak on that Joe Patterson. You can also find me at speak on that Joe Pat on Instagram. And each episode will air subsequently the following month on Spotify. But please consider supporting and encouraging others to listen and growing our podcast. Now for today's show. Thank you everyone for joining me again this week for our seventh episode. How about that? Of Speak On That, I am your host. Joe Patterson, and joining me today is the former founder and CEO of Potluck Film Productions. She has a lot of new ventures that she's working on right now in the process of, but you can hear this episode and all other episodes at patreon.com. So join me in welcoming Gabrielle Beasley. Hi, Gabrielle. Thank you. Thank you for being on my show today. Thank you for having me. So I am so excited to have you. I know as we were discussing a little bit earlier, you were the CEO of Potluck Film Productions. I want you to tell me how that came about. Give us a little background about you and how you got involved in the film and production industry. Well, I actually have my degree. I have a bachelor in radio and television and film broadcasting. Awesome. So it's something that I've been you know, passionate about getting into. I graduated from school, kind of did some um, some internships, and an internship landed me a job at this production company called AMS Pictures. It's located in um, North Dallas. Okay. And so the beautiful part about that was I got to travel a lot, and I got to just kind of learn a lot about how the production companies work and when you work for a network mm -hmm. and just, you know, I did a lot of the logistic work, but while I was doing the logistic work, I was watching the producers and, you know, watching the cameraman and just watching how you would be surprised how a space can be very small and how they, by the time you look at it on actual TV, it's, it's wow. big, it looks bigger than what it is. And it's just all about angles and how they did it. And I just kind of sat back and just watched it and right. Learn. So I was living this life, traveling, literally, I probably was home one week out the month. I'm all over the country, outside of the country, just, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. And it's, yeah. I'm basically vacationing on my job's dime. So that was. Oh, yes. <laughs> the best way to travel. Agent, <laughs> so, um, well, one of the networks, the shows that I was working on, were a couple of them that I was working on was with the network HGTV. <gasps> and they did not renew any of the shows we were Are on. Are you kidding? That is like my favorite. I didn't know that. Look, I'm getting excited. I didn't know that little bit about you. Oh, and gosh. How exciting. Got laid off. No. And that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it was just so hard for me. I would get like freelance work, like, you know, do something, project here, project there. Um, even with a great work ethic and I had recommendations, but I just could not nail anything like full time. Wow. Wow. Hindsight is 2020. Um, I was a little bit too afraid to just maybe jump out there too. Um, uh, cause you know, you're thinking that you still think I got bills. And so absolutely, I, I, I kind of like locked myself into corporate America and was like, now, are you a native Texan? Are you? No, I'm from Illinois, actually Peoria, Illinois. So You're no, right. I've been in Texas okay. since 99, 98. How was that adjustment though? Moving from Peoria, Illinois, and then finding your way through the great state of Texas. Well, for one, Peoria is very small. Mm -hmm. um, I always knew I was leaving Peoria. Um, I just didn't know where I was going. Fortunately, my sister had moved here. So I had somebody here. Right. It really wasn't, I'm adventurous, so it, was, it wasn't It was the biggest adjustment. I don't really meet too many strangers. Right. So 
I think I was ready for, I was ready for Peoria is small. It was boring. It's not really a lot to do. So I was ready to see, okay, what does the big city life look like? And I jumped in. (laughs) Right. Right. Was there anything like in your childhood that you could point to that maybe, maybe that spark that did it come about through college? I mean, was there anything do you you know as a child? If you ask my sister, (laughs) <laughs> I got on her nerves. <laughs> I, well, I have a couple sisters, but my sister by my mother. Right. Um, she's almost 10 years older than me. And so she was stuck with me a lot. <laughs> my sister and I are like night and day when it comes to personality. She's very chill and reserved. And I'm the one who speaks to, sometimes before she thinks, which is not always good. But it's always been me. And she will just say she's very curious. She's always been curious. She's always, she, her best example of you are always into something. That, yes. So I think it's just who I am. I just think that's just how God made her. Yeah, by nature. By nature. That's personnel. And right. when I look at my parents, I'm a good mix of them, you know. Okay. Um, as far as my mom was more quiet and reserved but she would speak up when needed to she wasn't shy she just was more to herself right and my father talked and my father got out there and talked and you know he's been um in business for herself since before i was born maybe a year or two before i was born so he was never he's not afraid to jump either so i think maybe that's a little bit of where i get that part from so that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit just kind of came by way of a long time to see that too right it actually did because I would I was landing these different jobs Joe and I was like I would be content for maybe a month or two Mm. I can make a little (laughs) you flitter off to to something else like oh this is not it this is you know this is it and so one day I was talking to another sister of mine she's actually my stepsister and she says you know, you're naturally business-minded. I don't even think you realize it. She was like, it's just the way you handle business. You just, I think she meant like, not that I knew, I just got it done. Right. And right. I think you've seen that in me. And I, I didn't think much of it. And so one day I was just sitting thinking, and I thought about my father mm-hmm. and his side of the family. And my father, all the brothers have had their own store, all my uncles wow. have their own store. Wow. At some point, whether it faulted or not, they all at some point someone was a business owner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad was only the one that sustained, even through the hardest of times. He he sustained himself, and mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe it was a conversation I had with myself. God, you know, whispered mm-hmm. in my ear, Absolutely. and basically told me that's why. That is why you don't like the nine to five. It's not, <laughs> it's not in you. I, I think there are people that are, there's a certain breed of people that are, are born with that business mindset or savvy, or, you know, that are just born entrepreneurs. They're not yeah. meant to work yeah, I'm, I'm from a long line of hustlers myself. Yeah, and I've done it too. I did it too long. Yeah. So, but I gave up on my dream. After I got laid off and couldn't get another full-time job, I literally was considering going back to school. I always worked in accounting while I was in college and stuff. Right. Did accounting stuff. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go get an accounting. I'm going to go get a degree in just accounting. Just down and you know that wasn't going to happen. Like that. And <laughs> not I going to happen. I'm going to go back to school. And I was even considering because I was, I had my degree and I have a friend that's a principal. Sure. She was, I, I was thinking, well, I can just take a teaching certification. And wow. and she was like, I thank God for real real people in your All right. life. <laughs> like- she, I told her, I said, so if I take this and once I pass this test, will you? can you help me get in? Can you put a good word in for me? And she said, I absolutely will. She says, but before I do that, I want to be honest with you about something. Wow. And she just broke down. Basically, she was like, you're really into film. You're really into doing she this. See it. This, right. is, this, is, this is a lot more work than you think. She says, don't just look at, you know, you can have the freedom to do your production work on the summers and all that. She said, it's, it's, it's a lot that goes with it. She, wow. said, she said, so if you want me to do it, I will do it. Just let me know once you submit your application and you take the test. I, would, I literally had to pack it ready. Wow. And she said, I'll do it for you. But if 
you really want to go into production, you might want to focus on that. I don't think this is for you. So I got off the phone with her and I thought on it. And I was just like, you know, I again just thanking God for sending the right That's people. Back. Just been like, yeah, I'm gonna do about it. it. Right. I'm, I'll do it. You're my friend. I got you. I'm gonna make sure you get it. And but she says I her thing was I don't want you to be miserable. You're miserable now. I don't want you to be even more. <laughs> And so I, I end up calling her and I said, thank you for just being honest mm -hmm. and for real and no. So again, all this time, I'm still giving up on this dream. Wow. And then I started working. I was volunteering at the Potter's House uh -huh. and I was volunteering in the drama ministry right. and start doing some working behind the scenes and, you know, start connecting with some people. And from that point you is how potluck became the bug hits you again and you, you yeah. regained your passion for it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you said before, and this is off, off record, y'all, I'm talking like, <laughs> I know a little bit about the, the backstory of Potluck film. You said you're the CEO, but there was a partnership of seven. Yeah. Okay. So what, what did you develop? Were, were there some works that you were able to actually accomplish or produce during the time you were together? We did some, we did do some, and we, it was more so in the beginning, like, we had a, a, a set of actors, sure. um, for, uh, people who wrote, produced, um, we just had a little bit of everything, and so we were able to do, like, little projects, like, we would write little skits and do anything, right. we actually had a couple jobs, you know, even come through that we were actually paid for. Awesome, so paid gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it, it, the name was what it was. It was a collective people, oh. different flavors, different, different foods basically coming I together. I love that. Different foods coming together. Potluck. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Awesome. So what about, um, being a, a black woman in particular in the film industry, do you feel like there were any challenges for you? Um, also with the, the, the job that you had before coming to the, the Potter's house of Dallas, do you, do you feel like there were any dynamics that played into making that hard for you to accomplish here in Texas? Of, of all I think being a black person in <laughs> anyway, not just woman. a black woman, a black person, no, I think it's it, hard for a film industry to jump off in the, film industry in the South with, with a lot going on now with like black lives matter. Yeah. And uh, things of that nature. I think that it's more, we're getting more attention. We're getting more mm -hmm. light insight, but I still think it's a long way to go. So did you feel like there were some stories that you wanted to tell? What were some things that you wanted to accomplish and you felt like it maybe, um, you know, the time just didn't permit you to get, get things off the ground. Was there anything yeah. in particular, if you could have told the story, what would the story have been? I could have told the story. Well, you know, I wrote a book. Okay. I produced a play and I wrote a book called First Lady or Not. Wow. One of the things that I think as a writer for myself, I can't speak for anybody else, but I am one of those people who I want my character to be so relatable mm -hmm. that you see yourself, maybe not in the whole entire character, but parts of it. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, I, I want to be as real, realistic as possible. When I first started writing, one of the things that I would do is put, um, I would put, I would say the things that I thought people wanted to hear. Okay. But it wasn't an authentic character. Okay. So I had to learn to say the things that we really feel and the really the things that we really struggle with and so i haven't like given up on first lady or not but it it, it i guess you would say it's a faith-based script okay but i i think that so many people can relate to it because it, it touched on a lot of different things. It touched on a lot of different things. So, so it's I, more so just in the dynamic of the church. The church. Uh -huh. But in the script, the, a lot of scenes didn't even take place at the church. Okay, it was just... This, this is her life as a, as a woman. This is as not this woman struggling, and she ran to the church to cover it up instead of learning to run to the church to get healed. Wow. And wow. so that was the thing. Oh, that's a real story. That's a, yeah, it's a very real story. <laughs> real story. People don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? People don't want to talk about how, um, 
you know, she had, you know, a woman hiding behind her beauty when she's got all this pain behind it, you know what I mean? From her own past and how she is passing that over to her children and, 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 and not wanting to see the light of it and how she, how we make decisions. And I, I, this part of the, the script I wrote from my own pain, how we- I was about to ask you that. Is there anything yeah, you identify we, with? We a lot point. of things, when you come from pain, mm-hmm. I think on any level, mm-hmm. until you get healed, you do things to cope. Mm-hmm. And she did a lot of things to cope. She was really just taking a medicine for the toothache, but she was not getting to the room. Oh, all right now. So that was the problem. And, and I noticed that with myself, like I would go, like symptoms, but not the root cause. Yeah. Like with me, yeah. when I didn't want to, I never wanted to sit down. If I sat down long enough, that means I had to think about all the stuff that really bothered me. Oh, wow. And so I kept myself going. Well, I kept myself spinning in circles and I didn't get a lot of stuff done that I should have got done. Wow. Because I didn't go and work on that. So that, that those type of things. Now, where I'm at now, mm-hmm. I still want to bring those type of characters. Mm-hmm. But I really want to kind of jump into comedy a little bit. Okay. So <laughs> I wanna, I, the I, comedy I, I, is hard. That's a hard. Very hard. And I break into, especially for women. Yes. But I have a very dark sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at the stuff that. You can I try probably, it out on me first. You can try it on me. Yeah, I probably laugh at the stuff. No, I don't probably. I know I laugh. <laughs> Absolutely not. Should not laugh. At. So you had a little dark side. You found yeah, I have a dark things side. funny that other people may not laugh at. Or. Yeah. And so it would only be for a particular reason. But if I could find a way to give that that story and right. still put a little bit of message in it, you know what I mean? Because it's right. so many things that. I feel like as a people, we're behind on. Yeah. Um, I'm even learning about, but a lot of us don't read and stuff anymore. And I'm not taking that as... Right, right, right. It's not a knock. It's just a lot of people don't read like they used to anymore, whether it's just times, not because they can't, it's time. I know. Everything is digital. We're either exposed to it, like this podcast, I could just put it on in the car and listen to it, or I got 15, what is it, 140 characters on Twitter. Yeah. I've got that length of time to give you uh, a wealth of information and something's got to stick mm-hmm. and stay with you that you remember what I said or it's on to the next tweet. Yeah. Or now, now it's on to the next um, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah, swipe so up. The ultimate goal is the, you know, production company. I want to do some films. I want to get in some festivals. So that those are the things that are coming. Okay, so what about what about t- today? I mean, how do you think um, funding or um, representation? What are some things that can be um, a hindrance or make it hard for you to break into those those um, that field of industry? I mean, is it hard for you as as a woman? I won't even say as a black woman. We know there are different challenges and everything like that. But what what about the? We need that representation. We need to see women like us, women like you on the screen and tell the stories that are unique to our families. I think that's what made um, Lionsgate, you know, so popular and, and, and able to hear um, a story in our own voice. So, I mean, what do you think you can do going forward, you know, as a goal to, to um, overcome those challenges? Well, I think you hit the head. You kind of answered your question <laughs> for yeah. me. Said lions. Good at this. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say it like this. One of the things that I learned very early, and it not very early, but maybe a few years back, and it was by Issa Rae, and she said something that really stuck with me because okay. it is hard to break into the industry. It is hard, and it takes consistency. Uh, it takes not giving up. You've seen a lot of squashed dreams. <laughs> yes, but she said something that her and Tyler Perry, which is why I say Lionsgate, but she said something that really stuck with me when she said, stop looking for the big person to give you a hand up. Look for the people who are trying to do the same thing because uh-huh. even if you bring your own things, your own gifts, if you can act, I can write, and you know how to hold a camera, we can make something. You're right. And it kind of just pull, it just kind of like pulls from there. Sounds Utilize- like that potluck is still there. Yeah, utilizing what you ha- utilizing what you have. What you have. Yeah. So right now, where I'm at, 
I'm still small. I got, I'm going to use every social media platform that I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. overdo it. And I'm going to get on your nerves until you start. <laughs> and that's okay. Keep at it. Keep yeah, at it. And, 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 that's, and that's okay. And, and, and that's for my craft. Meanwhile, right, right, right. I can be over here on the side making money for like commercials and doing small things, even though that's, I do have a passion for small business, but that may be not the ultimate goal, but I could use, and and why you're a stepping stone to where you're going. And a lot of people just want to jump in and you need those abilities. So you're over here, you're making a little money and you're perfecting your craft. You're perfecting your craft and giving, oh, and you're connecting, you're learning. Absolutely. You're connecting. When everything is like, and it took me a long time to get this. So everything is layers. I believe in my heart, the funding will come once you build those layers. Absolutely. You, you have to have something to bring to the table because I think we can't just keep saying, it take, you have to really build up that clout before you can just say, I have an idea and people come. Right. Right. No, you got to show what you're able to produce, what you're able to do. I believe before, and, 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 and Issa Rae and, and Tyler Perry both did it. I mean, they not to say they didn't have investors they did at some point have somebody right. coming that's not right. what i'm saying but they knew the art of but they started um, at ground doing, level doing go doing go fund me i remember Issa ray saying one time that i took we some lighting was off we had a lamp we took a lamp nobody knew and i'm sticking the lamp <laughs> in somebody's face just to get some more lighting wow. because we didn't have the lights that we needed we didn't have the professional, right. all the professional lights that we needed right. and so that's what it takes in my it, it takes some other things but that definitely what takes with that tenacity and just working with what you that fight that you're describing though who you know that's what determines the winners when you you don't let the things that you don't have deter you yeah. from what your goal is and what you're seeking to accomplish but that's a lot of times where if you're speaking to someone that is um a young budding you know film producer or you know they want to get started in the industry and things aren't really happening they're not getting the the disney's not finding them or katie's studio or you know whatever the little talent scout is in that comes into the community for the weekend and they're not being picked up by those people but knowing that there are people, how, how are you found? Is there, is there a, a network or some type of underground community? What were some of the places that you would go to connect with like-minded individuals? Film festivals. Here in, here in Texas, by the way. <laughs> yeah, film festivals. Uh, again, utilizing social media groups. Social I'm, media. On a, I'm on a couple of like production company groups sure. um, uh, for filmmakers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's the same way with anything. You know, they have they have a support group for, for anything. They have a social media page. Well, let's let's le- le- use that as a, as a as a as a we're going to taxi into that and, and just how can someone connect with you? What's your social media or your okay. your? Go if ahead. You connect me on Facebook. I'm Gabrielle Beasley, and <laughs> if I on Instagram, I'm Gabrielle Beasley eighty two. Very simple. Okay. On Instagram, Gabrielle at Gabrielle Beasley eighty two, and then on Facebook, Gabrielle Beasley. That's it. And what I'm doing now is when I do a commercial and I do, you know, I write a book or if I do anything, that's where I'm going to post it. And sometimes, if I write a book, I'm going to give you like a couple maybe a couple snippets of the first couple pages, hopefully right, right, right. you know, pull you in or whatever. Peak interest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so right. yeah, that's it. And that's that's <laughs> what I had, that's not where I'm stopping, but that's definitely like where I'm at right now, just right now. really trying to utilize social media. That's great. It is such a powerful tool right it, now. It, it is, it is, but it's 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 hard when uh, it's, it can be a very saturated <laughs> tool you know, because everybody's on it and, you know, you're trying to build momentum and get people to say, hey, look at this over here. And sometimes there are a lot of different distractions, but I know that when God has something special and unique that he'll turn the attention to you and breathe on what you're doing because it needs to be shared. And if you're, um, do you get in front of the camera as much as you are behind the camera? No, I you don't. Really like- I, I want to piggyback off of what you just said. Sure. You're right. It's social media is saturated. But I think you have to know 
who you are, mm-hmm. what is your goal, what is your purpose, and what are you bringing to the table, and stick with it. And not to say that you won't evolve. Well, say that again, stick with it. Stick with it. And yeah. not to say, don't be so stretched out. If you're so stretched out, how can you pull people in? Because you're too all over the place. And you cannot cater to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to like your stuff. Everybody's not going to like you. You just have That's to fine. accept that for what it is. But I think if whatever you got, work it. Work mm-hmm. it to, if, you, or if you're passionate about it, work it so you cannot work it anymore. Absolutely. That is my... It took me such a long time to be okay with that because you look at it and you see what other people are doing as successful. Right. And so you're feeling like, okay, well, maybe I need to go. No, that's their story. I say, yes, I would advise against that. That's their story. Heartedly. That's their story. Yeah, because when you're- poor, your story. Yeah, and if you're trying to be like, in my personal opinion, if you try to pull yourself to what somebody else is doing, you're not going to be, you're, you're going to lose the passion. You're not going to be consistent with it because that's not, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. That's so, right. I love but I'm it. So social media. <laughs> yeah, another social media question. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, let me ask you this. Who are some of the people that inspire you in, in the production world? Who's, who's a, a mentor or somebody you look at from afar that you would like to um, do you think about Regina King? Do you think about Viola Davis? Who are some of the women producers or women that you see in the industry? You named Issa Rae, you know, mm-hmm. and I know she started with small indie films and, and what was the Insecure? Yeah. And it turned awkward out to be a, started out awkward, yeah, awkward, awkward black girl first, right. But, you know, who are some of those women that you can say, or men in the industry? I know we're, I'm talking to you as a woman, but who are some of those people that, that, that you would say, I would like to um, pattern my strategy after after that. This is somebody I am really inspired by. Well, you named a few, um, <laughs> and then also, um, I mean, it's 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 so many. I mean, I, I really like. Um, I've been following Devon Franklin. He's oh, kind of. Oh. I, I know he has his production company. I know, but what I like about Devon Franklin is. Um, you know, he's a, a pastor, right? but he doesn't, he's kind of got this umbrella and he has so many things going on. Like he doesn't, he kind of takes communication and goes so many different ways with it. Right, right. And so right. I, I, I love that. Um, I don't just, honestly, Joe, I don't just like, like, I, I like producers. I like, I like. <laughs> This is, I like, um, you know, like you said, Regina King. Right. Uh, I mean, but, but you know, for, for, from your background and, and where you see yourself in the future, if you uh, were to a- grab a book, a- yes. who, who's the um, mentor? I am a huge Shonda Rhimes fan. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I was like, please, please I, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda vision. She has such a gift with a pen. Yes. It's scary. It is. And I read her book and I think I think her story is so fascinating to me because you take this extremely shy child who made no who didn't have any friends. Right. So she decided to create her own and wow. start writing them what her friends would look like. And this is how what it grew into. I think I what what is so I guess attractive about her story to me right. is fact that she was okay with being lost in those people like okay I don't have any friends so I'm gonna create my own and so I think she just kind of let lets go when she gets with her 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 laptop or however she writes (laughs) right right he's he's one of those that seemingly came out of nowhere as well you know you don't really hear or I haven't heard um a lot about her beginning no, she it's literally like, Where, who is Shonda? What and, 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 you know. and has a show that's just got renewed for the 18th season. Wow. You know, on a major network. Wow. And so with you know, with this multicolor cast. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's you know, I for that alone. So I, I follow her and I'm always trying to just kind of peek out on what she's doing. Okay. And um, you know, just so that that's a great look. If you're gonna start somewhere, that's a great start, and I, I can absolutely see you. I can't wait to see how the story um, ends and everything that you're gonna accomplish 
And, you know, I'll just let y'all in on a little bit of something. She's working with me <laughs> and my nonprofit uh, organization. And that's all I'm going to say about that is I, I got some good stock working with me. And you say nothing to me about HGTV. So I'm all excited all over again because she's brilliant, creative, and just has a great mind and a, and a sharpness to see um, just the whole story. I love that you look at the the people behind the story and um, are willing to do the homework and the research before you begin to tell the story. I think that's a lost art in today's times. We don't have a lot of people willing to invest. You know, they want to create something, but not go to the source. So I want to say, be on the lookout for um, Gabrielle Beasley Productions. <laughs> <laughs> and helping um, Sarah's Girls Inc. to to tell our story. So I'm real excited and proud for that. But I'm going to parlay into another part of our conversation because <laughs> I want to talk to Gabrielle, the woman. And so oh, I, I, I shared, yes, I shared a little bit. Look, I can put my notes down because we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> I want to talk to you just a little bit. We're not going to get all into your business and whatnot but a little bit about you as a woman. And I know I led in with dating uh, virtually as well as, um, you know, just uh, the distance of who you're dating. And we don't have to give a lot of information about who in particular, but how is that working for you? And what have been some immediate challenges? How's the pandemic working for you? Who knew? That love that happened in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. You know, the the love happened after I wasn't even looking for it. One, love it, it. But it came out of pain, actually, because I had a very close friend, almost like a sister, pass wow. away very suddenly, um, and it was a the person that I'm seeing with well, my boyfriend, he, it was our mutual friend, but mm -hmm. I haven't known her since I was 13 years old. Okay. And okay. So we talked just about every day via text, mm -hmm. um, you know, and was crazy about her girl or her children. Mm -hmm. She has a son too, but I was crazy about the kids and, you know, it was like an extended part of the family. So when she passed away, you know, I'm grieving. Like I took it pretty hard. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, end up seeing him at the, the funeral. And uh, actually, he actually checked on me because we, we we talked before and it kind of just fizzled out. But he actually checked on me because he knew we were close. Okay. And he was like, well, are you are you doing OK? Are you OK? And, you know, I was just like, I I, I think I was still shell shocked. Like, yeah, yeah. It was such a sudden passing. Sudden. OK. And so, you know, we started, you know, from that point, we just kept in touch. It was really just a friendship. Like I, I was really trying to heal from, you know, that loss. And so I didn't go in the friendship with any expectations other than a friendship. Right. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> and the pandemic oh, no. happened <laughs> about seven months after, you know, after uh, the passing of her. And, you know, we just got to spend more time together. Uh, we were both working from home. And so although he's distance, we were able to travel a little bit more and, you know, see each other more because I wasn't tied down to the office and neither was he. Right, right. So that kind of, that, that is how the relationship led it. Yeah. It actually, in my opinion, I feel like it maybe was a blessing in disguise. The, not, the pandemic, pandemic was horrible. What I say that is because we got to see the ugly sides of each other, if that makes sense. Because it's one thing we we did, and I don't just mean like, yeah, we got to see our moods and all that too. But it's like you can yeah. dress up. And okay. I, when I say dress up, not just the oh, physical. I love that. I love you that. Dress, you can dress up. And if you're always out mingling and right. you know you meet the representative you yeah, don't yeah. Meet the, it's like... <laughs> and you're, you know we're out in public and we're having fun yes that's one thing but it can you guys just sit in a room wow say that and, and enjoy each other's company and not not even be talking just wow. the presence of you guys being there and still be okay that's what we were able to find out like okay we can still we can chill in the same room that's awesome we don't have to talk we don't have to do a lot of talking we can just be there i got my screen popped on my screen we don't <laughs> have to 
be, you know, just talk, we could just be there and, right. and be okay. And those moments led to like some of the best conversations. I love a lot it. of intimacy, a lot of that's um, real intimacy, yes. It's real. I mean, most of our even to date. Right. <laughs> Right. Both of our dates have been in a car. We'll go get some food. What's been the length of time of this now? Since it's been a year and a half or a little bit over a year and a half? Well, um, we started we started dating. We were it officially started oh, yeah, dating. Where you called it official. <laughs> it was in like around February of 2020. Right, right, right. So it was official. So right at the top of. Yeah. So the that's going to be right official like we didn't even know the pandemic was a pandemic yet and um but we we had a we just developed a friendship from i want to say from june till then like the friendship is still being developed don't get me wrong but that's when we just was very patient took our time so that was the beauty of it but it is hard I will not say there were times where, I mean, like normally you meet someone or you're getting to know them and you, like you you said before, you know, the, the ugly, you guys spent a lot of time together in sweats and, and, and jeans, right? So there was no need. Nobody was stressing up. Seriously. I mean, we got, we, that's, but I'm glad it happened. I I know. a surprise like oh this what you for someone to love you as you are that is this is it (laughs) no beat faces no hair (laughs) extensions any of that we're just here we're this is me yeah love all of me i i really you know i think as women we have this fairy tale in our mind of how we want something to go and how we want to fall in love (laughs) and all that and all that got pushed out the window because mm-hmm. I wasn't courted in the traditional way because of the simple fact that the right. world was in a traditional way. It was, yeah. everything was shut down. Right. But we didn't work with what we had. And so we we figured out, okay, obviously it's something really strong here because Absolutely. we didn't, we didn't get on each other's nerves. We get on each other's nerves, like, and to an extent, like all people do. But I'm saying, yes, 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 yes. in we, a loving way. In a loving way. We didn't get on each other's nerves to the point where, I don't like this. I've dated people and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like really, and I'm serious. It's something I had to say. I really don't like this person and not in a, like they did anything to me, but right, when right. I here, looked at it, like we're not compatible. We're not, I don't enjoy their company or they're boring to me. Maybe I'm boring to them and it's okay to admit that, but I, mm-hmm. we didn't have that. Like we can be in the same, what we learned about each other is sometimes it's just being in the same house and we're okay. Mm-hmm. It's not even that we're like, he you know, could, it takes a lot of couples some time to get to that place yeah. where they don't have to have, that's the beauty of what you experience. Mm-hmm. Some people have to have a lot of activity or we're going to go to the, it's like you're being yes. together, but then you need to go to the movie theater Yeah. or, you know, being in, in a crowded room, listening to music, but that leaves little intimacy for you to talk to one another because the music is so loud. So you started this on a quiet note where there's no distractions, just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Now, on top of that, things got complicated with another factor, the distance. You're a Texan like me now. You're- yes, I am. I'm a Texan. <laughs> right now, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. For the next few months, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So let me tell you the hard part about that. Okay. I, I'll say a couple things. You know, for one, when you get to the point where, okay, yeah, I'm in love. Or I, I love this person. <laughs> you I like said, him a you lot. said the L word. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. And I'm, not, and I'm not that girl. I really am not the mushy girl. <laughs> but I learned to be okay with you That's know. That's cool. I, That's cool to hear. We don't. We actually. I think we're so afraid. And this is just to get off topic. We're so afraid of being hurt and being vulnerable. We won't say it because once we say it, we like we make ourselves susceptible to it. But yeah, right. this it is what it is. <laughs> Own it. We. <laughs> We, um, you know, I was, the hard part is it is just sometimes where I just want to be with him yeah. and I can't be, you know, and you just got to be like, it kind of sucks because I want, you know, when you're dating somebody, it could just be as simple as, (laughs) oh, okay, what do you want to do? You want to hang out? You want to get together this weekend? Right, right. Let's go grab something to eat. We're literally (laughs) like this. Okay. What do you have going on? uh july 15th like we're literally in our calendars wow. trying to work 
but we are intentional. So that's the beautiful thing. We do make it work, but it's the, the most that, important. And I think what I really hate about it was we don't have a lot of disagreements, but when we do, I don't like the distance with that because yeah. I feel like so many things can happen in distance. <laughs> in distance, right. And so you have um, no control over. You can't you can't just blink and be there. It takes you both being really intentional about it because we're at a distance, it's easier for us not okay. We could loosely lose sight of the relationship Mm -hmm. because we were like, Well, I'm not calling him Uh because I'm mad and he's not calling me because he's mad. Right. And then too much time slips in. Right. So it definitely takes being intentional. It takes being mature. It just does. I think I'll say this for it just takes me mature in any relationship because I think we all want to be the right person, but I'm <laughs> learning not to really care about being right. I don't have to win. Right, right. I'm right. not in I'm I really say that again. That's good. I don't want to win. Winning I don't have to win. <laughs> because winning does not me winning does not necessarily beat maybe the win that's good for everybody. All you right. know. Right. So you I can win rather, the battle and lose the war. Absolutely. Right. Or rather like I rather <laughs> basically like that i would rather lose the battle and win the war so just having to figure through that but that's really really hard um and then i feel like once we get together the time goes so fast because it's like oh i get a week get on the plane again right right. and i just got here and so um yeah just that and you know well i'm happy for you in that and i do think it's been a it's a very interesting time to find someone, you know, even with the dynamics that you're having to live with, but how much more beautiful that makes your story. Because I think if you can find love and keep love in the middle of a pandemic with distance on top of that, (laughs) that you have something special to look forward to because you've removed all of the filters, you've removed all of the excuses, like you said, I've got to be intentional about this. I've got to schedule it. I've got to make time for you. And to have the heart to do that on, on both ends, to have the heart to do that and still come through and say, you know what? I still love this person. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really digging him or I'm, I'm really into her. Not everybody can do that. Somebody would have got distracted along the way. And you know what? I tried to wait, girl, but <laughs> it's not it's not working out. But yeah. Being it, definitely, it definitely takes being intention. I think it takes a lot of honesty too. Yeah. Like if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I have to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I mean is like, um, it's been too long that we since we've seen each other. So we need to figure it out. You know right. what I mean? Right. And that does mean you putting yourself out there. Right. It do mean you like, okay, yeah, I'm putting my feelings out here, but it has been too long. So, so had, had, had that been hard for you before? I mean, because oh, it has absolutely. to do with the yeah. person that you're dating, the person that you're seeing makes that want to even greater. Well, you know, I think, how do I explain it? Mm-hmm. When I was a broken version of myself, mm-hmm. to open up like that for just those things that simple, which is really as simple because you should want to be the per- be around the person that you're with. That just makes sense. You should. <laughs> you're broken, you're afraid that if I put myself out there too much, mm-hmm. I expose this, then you may take advantage of it and you may hurt me. Wow. So instead of just saying it, so you you don't say it or you don't say it enough. And it really took, um, uh, I was dating a guy one time and he told me something and it really made me feel horrible. And I said, I'm going to work on it because it really, sometimes we forget they have feelings too. They have feelings just like we they do. do. They well, do. We, we think it's all about us and he's not nothing. They have just many feelings. And he said, you know, you have a way of disp- dismissing me. Like mm. I'll see you for a couple days in a row i'll see you for this time and then you just go off the grid mm. and i think and what he didn't and i explained to him it has nothing to do with you and i apologize i it, right. it's not you right but i think i was more afraid of you know my own brokenness of not wanting to you know be overbearing or be around you too much or you know wear out your space yeah. 
things I heard as a child. But you never could communicate that? I mean, I guess at that time you didn't not, have- Not at the time, it was too- have the mind to say, no, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm too much or I don't want to smother you. Yes, and I couldn't say it then because even though I apologized to him when he told me that and it was like, please know it's not you, I still couldn't bring myself to tell him why. Yeah. Where it comes from. Where it comes now, from. I don't have a problem doing it because I mean it's my past. It's my his, you know, it's my thing. So I'll where say did you, where did you find that out? How were you able to reckon those things? You know? Um start you mean as far as like start doing them? Yeah, I mean as far as um re was that a recent discovery? Was that something no, it everything kind of with me, I guess because I'm so stubborn, it kind of <laughs> happened in, um, I feel like God gives, gave it to me in pieces. And yeah. then I heard it and it made me feel bad. And I kind of pinned that thought, right? But I, I'm still that broken woman. I hadn't healed yet, but I'm still broken. But I have never forgotten um, that comment. Right. And so uh, say a little bit, let's say we fast from that point. Let's say I was about 27, 28. Okay. Okay. When I, when I got that comment, and I'm 38 now, so let's say you I'm in. My, you paid attention, it. right? And so let me say I'm in my 30s, early 30s. Uh huh. And my, we were going to, we went to Spa Castle. It was my one of my good friends' birth, my best friend's birthday, and somehow I got we got split up like from the birthday girl. So <laughs> it was myself, my cousin, and another friend, and we end up just kind of dipping off and going into like a jacuzzi, uh -uh. and we laughing and just us having good, a good time and so a young woman and her husband came and just like do you guys mind if we come in here and we're like no come on and she was talking how they were you know they were new here and i told you i don't meet strangers right and obviously right. she didn't either i just started chopping it up so we started talking and laughing we chopped like you said chopping it up and um she says in the midst of us talking she says i am so sorry I have got to be obedient and say this. And I said, say oh, what? Wow. <laughs> Ministry <laughs> in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> you play too much. I'll find you anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he will. He will and find he said, you. She said, God said, you got a wall so high up, you won't even let him in. And it really just, really, oh. I wasn't ready for it, but oh. I knew, I knew it was true. And it, and it was so funny because my cousin and I were having a similar conversation about, you know, just dating and just things I'm not good at and whatever. Wow. And she was kind of, it, it was just like, he, she didn't know me to say that, but she was used to say that. Exactly. But that's why it had the impact that it had. Yeah. So was, it was just, I was getting notes about me. Yeah, so I was getting those breadcrumbs. Right. I kept right. getting those breadcrumbs. And so I got to about, okay, I want to say I was maybe 30, 31 when that happened. So I got to about 32. Mm -hmm. And I was dating this guy, I had absolutely no reason dating. <laughs> and you knew this. I knew it because he was, you date who you are. And he was a very broken person. He mm -hmm. had went through a really bad, a couple bad marriages and he, I just, we just, we were two broken people together and he really, he couldn't be for real. I wanted something more. And when I kept seeing that the games, it wasn't going anywhere. I just shut it off. I said, okay, I'm over this. Right. And so when I made that decision, I remember sitting in my apartment and I was just like, I, I don't, I don't want this anymore. So I like blocked him, blocked his number. Like wow. I just shut everything off. Right. And I remember saying, I, I need a break. Right. I don't want to see anybody for a while. Right. I need a break. Right. You just had to detox. Yeah. I, need to, I needed to detox. Yeah. And I remember like crying and saying, what is wrong with me? Is something wrong? Because I couldn't keep putting it on every man. I, right. I don't even believe that's that's not fair. Right. And so I said, what is wrong with me? And so I just sat down and I said, you're going to find out. You're going to find out. So I did not date. I, wow. there was no sex. There was no dating. There was nothing for five years. So you gave yourself time. Yes. I didn't think it was going to be five years. Mm. 
I didn't think it was gonna take that long. Honestly, I really didn't. Was that I was stubborn, Gabby? Huh? Was that the stubborn Gabby? Why did it take five well, years? The first, the first, the first year, the first year was healing. Mm -hmm. the, like I was so hurt. It was so many broken. I had so many broken places. Wow. It, it was so much <laughs> from my childhood that I had literally carried. Right. And I had to start looking at all of them. Right. I didn't go to counseling, right? I did do counseling. Yeah. But I didn't even go jump in there right away. I just took some time and sat down. When I knew I was healing, remember I, in, uh, previously in um, yeah. we talking, I don't know if it was before, uh, yeah. on the record or off the record. No, but no, no, no. no. Um, I was saying that I, when you're, I was so broken, but I didn't ever wanted to sit down because sitting down means I had to, I had to listen and feel that pain. And so I knew I was healing when I was okay being by myself. Oh my. When I was okay, just, I don't want to go over to nobody's house. Cause I would, I couldn't, I couldn't sit in quiet. So I'm like, let me go. I right, couldn't be alone. Couldn't, I couldn't be alone. Right. So I got to the point where I was chilling. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. What you doing? Nothing. It wasn't. <laughs> right, and, right, right. And we're fine know, with it. I got to that piece, but it took a journey. Truthfully, if I'm honest, I'm yes. still on the journey. Yes. I'm still on the journey. And aren't we all, we all and, are. Well, the relationship yeah. has shown me, my now current relationship has shown me, yeah, you've come a long way, but it's still some things we still got to work out. So I'm, I'm glad you, you just said that because I want to segue into, you're talking about this, this natural healing or the spiritual healing from all of um, those broken places. And that took God getting you to yourself where he could deal with you and have you really deal with yourself and be honest about, you know, some things in your past and everything and you owning that. And then seemingly that once you settled some of those things, because again, we're still in the process, yeah. Yeah, then, still love, <laughs> then love finds you. Then yeah, it, it definitely found. And the funny thing about it is my best friend that passed, our mutual friend, she connected us. And it didn't for like, we talked for about three or four months. It kind of fizzled out. It didn't right. work. Right. I wasn't everything. Timing. I wasn't mm -hmm. looking for it. Like literally she called me and was like, oh, I just gave, I don't know what took me so long to think about <laughs> each other. I sent him your picture. He has oh, yours wow. on Facebook. Oh, wow. I get, like she gave the number in everything. The phone number and everything. I was like, oh. So she was implemental she in connecting it. the two Both of times. That's such a God thing. Yeah. That's such a God thing. And, you know, we talk for me, but I will say this. If, even if we didn't make it, mm -hmm. I knew, especially that first time around, I didn't, we had a great, we talked well. It was, mm -hmm. it was, he was an adult. He wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like we, we never talked about sex. Mm -hmm. As far as like, you know how a I lot of people that. I love go that. straight to that. Like I wasn't right. even thinking about it. Right. He wasn't thinking about it. Like, or if he was, he never told me he was thinking about it. <laughs> right. You know, we just, we would have fun. We joke, we laugh. I, I'm a goofball. I love to laugh. I told right. you that. Yes. Yeah. I'm not supposed to laugh at. But that so, was a different level of intimacy. Yeah. About the sex, it wasn't yeah. about even though you no, made physical attraction. Yeah, it you was had a deeper connection. Yeah, and you and know that deeper connection came because of the stuff that you dug up. I did so. I had dug dug up so much stuff, and I was okay. I was okay telling him like, "Look," and mm -hmm. we didn't get because we only talked the first time for a few months, we didn't get that far in. Right, 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 right. But the next time around, and like I said, we still were very patient and took our time. But as we grew, I didn't feel, he made it easy to say it to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he was really easy to talk to, mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't, I had made that decision. If you don't speak up for you, nobody else will. Mm -hmm. So you got to put it out there. So mm -hmm. you can know, so they can know what they're dealing with. Because I, I thought in all fairness, he needs to know who I am because I might not be what he needs. Wow. I might be too much for him too. It might be too much for him. We all have baggage. And right. I, right. my baggage could have been too much. So yes, we do have an interview right. person, 
right. we date, but I really try to give him the most authentic interview version of myself. I, I love that. If, if we could do more of that, even though, as they say, you know, it takes five years for the mask to really mm -hmm. fall off in the relationship or so we've heard, but for you to at least want to present the yeah. most authentic version of yourself to him. And if he's doing the same, because it does take two, yeah. <laughs> like they say, it takes two to play. But if he's doing that and you're doing that and you find, you know what, I think we can really go somewhere with this. Yeah. I, I really love who I'm being introduced to. And then after so much time to realize there's still that person, but even better, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was it it was definitely and it and I say it's it's a growth. I guess I had dealt with so many and not all of them, but I dealt with a lot of like grown man boys. Right, man boys. <laughs> right, <laughs> man babies. That's what they call them, man babies. Yeah. <laughs> part for me came in so when you used to dealing with it when you get a man that is okay with expressing how he really feels yeah the immature part version of you wouldn't would think oh he's soft or he you know he i don't like that i want a harder man or oh i wish i had more time where we could talk about but, that i'll let you itself. he was the harder of the men because he was okay saying how he felt oh. the little boys the soft ones were the ones who wouldn't do it applause right so i tell my son that all the time it took me a minute to, to those are the real men you're right to be like, ding, this is what you want. <laughs> you know, you don't want just the little things like he's more, he's probably more affectionate than I am. Right. But, and I don't mean that. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he'll just grab my hand. And, yeah. and it, took, it, it never was hard. Like I never rejected him. But when he would do it initially, right. it was like, whoa, like it, it, we're just in public and you're just like, are we just, <laughs> wow. And, we're just in the car and he'll grab my hand or we're just, you know, we're doing the littlest of things that he, you know, he'll show his, that form of affection. Awesome. I couldn't receive that before that. You weren't accustomed to that. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I was too broken. And I'm, I, I, it's so sad you have to say that, but because no. I was nurtured as a child, I didn't know what to be nurtured as a woman looked like. Wow. So Yeah. Gabby, this is like a whole, I mean, you, in my head, I've gone in a lot of different directions, but I know because of time, I'm yeah. going to absolutely have you back. I may have you in a panel of women <laughs> back on it because this is a conversation that needs to be heard and needs to be had. Yeah. Well, you brought up a lot of great topics, um, especially the man babies and, 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 and what a real man represents because we have a lot of young men um, out there that are looking for their forever loves as well. But because every girl's chasing the bad boy, you know, some of our good brothers don't get, you know, the, the recognition that they deserve too. And there are some really great men out there still. So I'm just going to my and, young man to hold, y'all hold out. You, right. You, and, and to say this before we end, yeah. one thing I think that needs to happen as women. Mm-hmm. It's for us to stop kicking each other down when one person does one thing stupid because we all do something stupid. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. And so I stopped saying, like, I, I, I had been that person before. And I think in, the, in, in my healing, that's something I told myself to never do again. So I hear a woman say, oh, she's stupid. She was spending money on him and he was doing, he had a whole nother chick. And I would come back and say no that wasn't smart but i could re i may not have spent money right. but i could never be in a fool in this way we just fools in different ways in just in different ways in different ways right she's stupid let's uplift each other and be like okay this might be something we need to work on in this area you don't don't give your money away make him prove that he wants to be with you you shouldn't have to share yourself you shouldn't have to buy him and vice versa that same person can tell you yeah you need to learn to put that wall down a little bit you push me right we don't do that we That's literally right. we compete with each other which is why a lot of men can do what they can do wow wow we compete, <laughs> we compete. i'm not 
competing with no we, I shouldn't have don't to. compete with nobody what God oh. has for you is for you oh, and yeah. everything's to every area of your life so I mean I'm like hearing the story do you think this will be a story one day perhaps probably you'll, a, you'll I tell I went through so much as a child oh gosh that's, that's a topic for a whole nother <laughs> it <laughs> is <laughs> We don't talk about it all. You, this is a great discussion. I, I always hear that I need to do a a, a film about it or do a book about mm -hmm. it. When mm -hmm. I used to hear that before, I wasn't comfortable enough in myself with the story because that's a lot of embarrassing parts. I'm mm -hmm. not a I'm not, not um, proud of right. Proud of. But at this point, I know everything we go through isn't just for us, it's for other people. So I'm not really afraid. So you can, you, the only thing people would have to understand, you're ready to get the rawness of it. Right. Yeah. That's what's hard. That, gonna, that's the hard pill. I got to tell you, the, this <laughs> was. That's the, that's the hard part for a lot of people is, you know, I think I heard uh, Steve Harvey uh, in a conference that was just held, a leadership conference the other week, and he was talking about, how his delivery, uh, you know, sometimes wasn't always the best, yeah. but that was the best way to tell the story. Not everybody could take that. They have to hear you in doses or they want to water it down and tell you, this is how I want you to tell me the story. That's not always the case though. We can't always feed people, you know, the food that they need in, in the way that they need it, no. a season that for, every, for everybody. Yeah, because sometimes when you you pretty it up too much, you're still not giving the truth. My Absolutely. Sometimes you just be like, this is what it was. Right. We can make it so pretty no, that I, nobody I, finds anything beneficial for yeah, it. Because so. by the time you told the story, you covered up the, the crap. So <laughs> right. It's like, what, wait. Here. You yeah. really get to the part where you were broken, but then you like, well, yeah. you know, Jesus swept in and saved yeah. the day, but I don't get to hear how. What yeah. what happened? So <laughs> you know, if I go if I go back and, and, and tell those truths, you mm -hmm. might not look at me the same, but that's not my business either. But you're not that person yeah. anymore. That's the, the when you're on the side of victory. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say like this, let me tell my story so the devil won't tell it for me. So mm -hmm. If right. I tell it, I could give you all the facts. You won't hear lies and exaggerations. Let me just go on and spell it out. This is what it is. This is what happened. But now we're on this side of the story and it's good. It, and it's getting even better from what that was. But it made me that the, the woman who I am today. So I can't be mad about that. Right. Because without that side of the story, you don't get to meet this chick. No. <laughs> so she's all of those things have been evolving. So, but I'm, I'm still evolving. Yes, the I'm woman is evolving. Who, who she's gonna become too? Well, I'm I'm so proud. I wish I had more time because there was a few more things I did want to talk about. But you know, I I believe everything happens for a reason, and I know someone's gonna hear this mes message today. And you've shared so many important tools. I don't know if you know to call them tools, but important insight you know, for other women who perhaps maybe are considering someone in their life. And even with your background, with the storytelling, let's, let's, let's tell our stories. Let's, let's share what's going on in our world so that other people can maybe see themselves, maybe see something about themselves. I love the fact that you said, I just stuck a pin in it. That mm -hmm. was God saying, hey, pay attention. Yeah. You know, I don't know where you're going to, where are you going to find the time to sit down and take me seriously about this? But this is something I want to show you because it's going to help you in the long run that you had the um, wisdom and the maturity to do that. Sisters, mm -hmm. please hear me out there. Take some time. And if God has to, and I'm a witness. I mean, I just so, so much of what you share with me about your story and not even here today, y'all, we've talked before, but it mirrors so much of my own life. And I had a, I had a sit down. I had God give me a timeout. You don't want God to give you a timeout, mm -hmm. by the way. It's usually pretty painful. That process. <laughs> it's a very it's painful, painful timeout, but it is for your good. He does it because he loves us and he wants the best for us. But the, if you can learn while you're in it and come out better, it's, uh, 
it, it's a wonderful thing. But, you know, Gabby, I mean, there's so much. I say Gabby. Gabrielle. Let me That's fine, Gabby. <laughs> She's Gabby to me, y'all. So, you know, it has been a joy and a pleasure this entire evening. And I just love so much about who you are, who you were, um, because it's made you the woman that you are. And I cannot wait to see all that you're going to become. And I'm hoping for some of those Shonda Rhimes, because I'm going to be the first one to say, I, I knew her win. <laughs> and I want an invitation to the, to the Oscars and to the white party that follows. So please don't, don't act like you don't know anybody. I'm going to stand outside on the stoop. <laughs> and I'm going to play this video on my phone and say, you lie, you lie, you know me. <laughs> well, Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. I oh, enjoyed it's, it. it's been amazing. And so for everyone out there, please, please go to patreon.com and pull up episode seven with Gabrielle Beasley. And I cannot wait for you to hear the entirety of this podcast. And I look forward to sharing this with you this Friday. May 14th. I'll post every Friday. I'll give you a time because that depends. But I hope that you will come back and listen and enjoy more of our episodes at patreon.com. This is your host, Joe Patterson. Speak on that. And I'll see you next week. Bye. I know, right? Did you enjoy that? I sure did. Thank you so much. Y'all, what a great interview. And I have so enjoyed this journey thus far. And I look forward to many, many more. It is our goal to highlight and give a platform and showcase some of these hidden treasures that are here, right here in our city, in our community, in the great state of Texas, right here on our very doorsteps. So I'm very excited about this podcast and there's more to come. So join me again next week right here at Patreon for Speak On That. And I will do just that. Speak On That with your host, Joe Patterson. I don't want to forget to tell you this. Coming soon to YouTube, you'll get to see, actually see the conversation that I had uh, via Zoom because of the quarantine and also because of distance. But hopefully you'll enjoy being able to visually see me engage with my special guest. So have a great week. Blessings. Until next time.